Hola a todos. Hola. It's Chris. It's Owen. Welcome to Abu Moss Fertaventura, our podcast about the island of Fertaventura. Today we're talking episode four. Yeah. And what we're, what we're talking about in episode four, Owen? Coraleco. A day trip from Coletta to Coraleco. Before we start, we just want to talk a little bit about the possible quality of this podcast. Yeah, um, so we're not using the same equipment as normal, because we're in sort of, we're not normally where we would record it, so we're just trying a different setup, so we do apologise if it's either not as good, it might be better, we don't know, but we're using a different setup, so it might not be as good audio qualities as the ones, but hopefully it should be alright. We know things are a little bit strange in the world at the minute, and that for it to ensure it's not as uh, accessible as we previously. Uh, due to decisions that have been made by the UK government, we'll talk about them in our next episode. But uh, as, as promised, we want to talk about a, a day trip from Coletta to uh, Coraleco. Uh, Coraleco is a place with, we, we think it's a fantastic resort, but obviously we don't know it as well as uh, our normal resort of, our home resort of play at um, Coletta de Foste. So we're going to talk about what we do on a day trip and hopefully you'll enjoy listening to us. So Coraleco is the largest resort on First Ventura. It's got calm waters and it's really known for the family resort. Like, I think a lot of English, if you go on holiday, go up there. Whereas the Germans tend to go to the south. It's very interesting for sports people. There's always a lot of windsurfing, kite surfing, diving and fishing. At Coraleco, you can always see them on the beach. So when we go to Coraleco, we leave from Coletta de Fuste. Uh, and where's the first place we always go in Coletta de Fuste Owen before we leave? Bus station. The, the best building in Coletta de Fuste. You've got some sort of weird obsession with that bus station. I don't, what is your obsession with the Coletta bus station? Coletta de Fuste bus station. I love modern architecture. And it's the best looking modern architecture in Coletta de Fuste. The bus station is brilliant. <laughs> it's like plastic sheets. It's brilliant. Over a, a small cafe. And there's a cafe now. There's an absolute cafe. It can What's go it called? La Mirata. Mirandotte. Mirandotte. And you can actually go on the roof and see the whole collector. It's fantastic. Oh, it's a bus station. It's, I don't care. It's lovely. It's a brilliant bus it's station. It's a bus station. <laughs> so we get, we get to the bus station and you get the number three bus. Which Las in Salinas. Spanish is Tres. There you go, testing him on his Spanish. You get the, the number Tres, numero Tres. Yeah. Bus from Las Salinas to uh, Puerto del Rosario, which goes via Costa Antigua, and yeah. the sum of one euro forty five cents, uh, which includes a trip past the airport. It takes about uh, thirty minutes. If that, sometimes because it skips it, sometimes it never. Stick to a schedule, really, the buses over here. I don't know if you've ever gotten one, but they're not... They're not comparable to buses in the UK, are they? No, and when you get to Porto del uh, Rosario bus station, again, a really nice bus station. It's it? really not. Buses to Coraleco, number six, go on, on the hour, every hour, and, and during the day, uh, I believe every half an hour during the day as well. So it's on the hour and on the half hour, and it's uh, €3.65, from um, Porto del Rio to Coraleco. 
Uh, and what I've got a fascination with buses in front of Twin Why? You only get two types of bus driver. You get one that's really chatty, and I'll take your money and be helpful. And you get one that's really annoying, uh, cantankerous, when you give them the wrong change. You never get any other type. You get the really nice one, the real cantankerous one. And if you get the real cantankerous one, well, oh dear. Plus, All plus, right. people don't queue. People don't queue. No, it's a fight. It's a free-for-all yeah. to get on the bus. Maybe now with social distancing, you get a better queuing system. But previously, they'd all queue in the bus station, then as soon as the bus comes out, it jump away. But you always find the buses are never full. And it's yeah. a really nice journey from Porto do Rosario to Coraleco. You can drive it, you don't have to get the bus. It is drivable. Yeah. There's two ways of getting there, because they've built the new um, link system. Link road, half an hour on the bus. FV1, which you get on after Puerto Rosario, I believe. The new one. But if you're going to um, Coraleco on the bus, as I said, it's half an hour. You do go via a up-and-coming resort, as um, Ben Hillman would say, on Place in the Sun, called uh, Parque Londres, where the bus stops. It pulls uh, in, turns around, shoots back off. And then you get the bus up through the sand dunes. Now, the sand dunes, uh, as you come around the corner, there's a big mountain. As you come around the corner, you hit the sand dunes. Really beautiful site, actually, the sand dunes. I know they're in a park of national significance, national park. But it's fantastic to drive through. Mm. Uh, beautiful sand dunes, lovely sand. Uh, people on the beach enjoying themselves. Um, wind parasending, uh, surfing, uh, going in the water, just walking on, on the sand dunes. Really fantastic site. Always busy. There's loads of spaces for cars to pull off and park up as well. In fact, it's one of the best um, and most particular reasons people go to Coralico, just to see mm, the sand dunes, sand dunes and spend some time in the sand dunes. All worth a visit. And, and the bus stops right side, outside the two, uh, is it Rui Hotels? Rui Hotels, yeah. Yeah, which are, which are around the beach. And apparently they're really good and really popular as well. Yeah. Uh, we then travel into Coral Echo, uh, and as you enter the Coral Echo, you, you see the hotels and the uh, sea on the right-hand side, and the bus makes its way around the back roads um, through the, the main square and down to uh, the harbour. We generally get off right at the, uh, just outside the water park, because generally when we go to Coral Echo, it's generally so... Um, we do pay a visit to the water park. Now the water park's not open at the minute, but we didn't think we would. We did intend to talk about it on this pod, on this episode, so we will do. Um, Owen's uh, goes to the water park every time we go, so he's going to talk you through uh, what the water park's like and how good it is. I normally go, not every time. I tried to go, um, but yeah, just announced not long ago that they're not going to be opening up until next year. They're not going to start their season until next year, which is disappointing the fact that they haven't had the chance or the opportunity to open up probably have but it's for everyone's safety that they've decided not to open up but yeah it's quite a decent walk park it's quite small it's normally very busy um, a few slides I won't say it's massive because it's, it's not 
but it's quite small, but you've got the nice area for kids, and then you've got family rides and a few thrill rides, and the lazy river, which is extremely lazy. The fact that it's just still water and you have to lazy. push yourself along to actually move. Yeah, you expend more calories when I'm at lazy river than anywhere else I've ever been. Yeah. And then it's the, hard work. It is incredibly hard work because you just sit there. And then you've got, how big is that? It's a nine foot pool, I think, yeah. for the castle jumps. Yeah, a little pool, uh, nine foot deep for castle jumps, which a lot of kids just spend time just jumping in this. And the water's freezing in there. Mm. It's really freezing. One other thing to know is that it is salt water. It's not normal water, it is salt water. But I think after your first few times in it, you sort of get used to it. And there's also a wave pool which does big waves throughout the day and that's always really popular. There is like a restaurant cafe bar there to get food and drinks while you're there. But I don't which which, which is quite reasonable as well in terms mm. of cost. It's quite reasonable. And yeah. the cost to get in is about 30 euros per person. Yeah. 25, 30 euros. Residents discount. Uh, residents get discount. Uh, so it's always popular with the Spanish residents. Uh, we're always there. It's like a water park. Akira water park. One thing to know that when you if you do go is uh, it does get very hot. Yeah. Uh, particularly on your feet. So um, you, you can get some water shoes now if you can get a pair of them because you can wear them all the time and go down the slides in them, uh, which is which is really good. It, it does help your feet because as I said it is very very hot and put as much sun cream on as you can. Mm. Uh, I think the water park opens from ten o'clock till about six. Yeah. When it does open, so you can spend a full day in there, uh, which uh, when we first went, we always took the kids in, but as they get older, we allowed them to go in themselves, and then we'd spend a day in Coraleco walking around, um, having a few bar drinks in all the bars and restaurants, and, and just having a really good time, because as we said earlier, it's a really fantastic resort to walk around. One thing that I think we should note about Coraleco, which I don't think you know, knew this, but all the main streets of Coraleco are named after the Canary Islands. I didn't know that, no. So you've got Avenue de la Fuerteventura, Calle de Gran Canaria, Calle de El Hierro, Calle Lanzarote. You've got all of them, which I think were quite cool. I noticed it the other day when we went, Very good. which I thought were quite cool. So then if you leave your water park and turn it right, that's normally Main Street. We, we generally go on a Thursday or a Sunday. Uh, and the reason we go on a Thursday on this, or a Sunday is because we like to go to the Al Campanario shopping centre. Yeah, mini marketplace. Uh, which does have uh, Al Campanario, El Campanario. It's a <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, And we go on a Thursday and Sunday because it has a really really good artisan market mm. on those days with the whole shopping centre and the whole shopping centre is lovely itself but what do you say it's done out like Spanish village typical Spanish yeah. village yeah uh, with all the um, architecture that's involved and it has uh, lots of crafty shops crafty stalls uh, people selling all kinds of jewellery gifts knickknacks but of a better quality than some of the other markets you see dotted around the island. Mm. Um, so you don't get the, um, what did you, how do you pronounce it in the last episode? Knockoffs. Yeah. So you don't get the knockoff clothing, you yeah. get really nice artisan jewellery, gifts, etc, etc. And it's well worth an hour or two of walking around 
Plus there's some nice places to eat and drink in there. There's a hyperdino, dino shop there, so if you need any groceries or food, there is a hyperdino. A couple of cheap sports shops as well. There is. Uh, but uh, as I said, eating and drinking, there's some tapa, a couple of tapas bars, uh, ice cream place, a um, couple of sandwich places, uh, all sat in the sun, really nice. Um, shopping centre to go to and have a walk around. Um, two hours at least and you get around it all, see it all. And it's got um, a lot of different things in there. We generally go from there, um, have a walk around, have a, have a drink, then walk back up to the main, what they do call the strip. Mm. Although it's um, not the strip that I would call uh, exactly your Benidorm strip or your Magaluf strip. Mm. It's just a, a, a long road which leads down from the uh, water park down to the old town. Uh, and it's a lovely leisurely, leisurely stroll down uh, all the uh, shops. And, and you're, you're the shopper of the family, so you can talk about oh. what's down there. There's a few shopping centres. So the first one that you come to is the Last Palmeiras. Um, it's quite a decent shopping centre. A few big shops, well-known ones like Zara, it's got a spa in there as well. Uh, it's got a massive sports shop which you like to go in quite often. Sprinter. Yeah, yeah. favourite shop over here, that, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I like the shop. I yeah, like the, I like the um, sports, sports shop. shops in there. Yeah. Do, you, do you like to go in Fund Grube? That's in there. No, my mum does. Your mum does, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, there's a Fund Grube there, which there's only one there and the rest are in Lanzarote, so. That's like a quite expensive shop, does all your designer clothing. And opposite you've got some other shops, Edelweiss I think, is that? Yeah. There's one there, yeah. which is like a, what do you call it, like a duty free Duty type free shop. type, uh, there's quite a lot of quality perfume related shops on the main street. Uh, and there's quite a lot of bazaars as well where you get your cheap, um, touristy mm. um, gear. Your touristy towels and merchandise, and um, uh, one of the things you do see in well, you don't see in um, Fuerteventura as such, but um, in Fuerteventura, in all the shops, I think it, they pride itself on the uh, um, what is it? I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. What is it? Um, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know. Aloe vera plants, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Alavira plant's supposed to be the uh, Canarian, Fuerteventura. <laughs> Get um, your words out. It's the thing you go to Fuerteventura for, yeah. Alavira plants, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, yeah but I, I actually don't think that. I think when you go to Fuerteventura, the symbol of the island is not the Alavira plant, it, it's the wooden penis. Oh, because everywhere you go, especially in Coralaco, every shop you go in the main centre, it's a wooden penis. They're everywhere. Oh my god, yeah. In every style, every style, anything you need, there is. Yeah, there is. And every size as well. Oh, yeah. We get them for bottle openers, can openers, corkscrews, key rings. <laughs> yeah, so it's not the vera, it's the wooden penis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you walk down the mainstream Coralaco, you'll see them, they're everywhere. <laughs> along with, uh, along with the, um, the apron. The apron. <laughs> <laughs>
With naked people. Naked people aprons. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that makes it sound tacky, but it's not really tacky. Uh, as you walk down the front as well, there's a lot of, lot of bars, uh, a lot of nice restaurants mm. as well, um, uh, and quite a lot of complexes which um, are alive with uh, people sat outside yeah. eating, drinking. Always busy. Always Loads busy. Loads of hotels yeah. and residential complexes. Yeah, we we as you know we're from Coletta de Foster. We love Coletta, but certainly Coralico's got a lot more bars. It's got a lot more restaurants and it does seem a lot more cosmopolitan than Coletta de Foster. Uh, and certainly there's a lot more Spanish people. The last time we went this time, certainly it was noticeable there was more Spanish people than we'd ever seen before. Mm. Uh, so we, we just like to stroll down the main street, have a look uh, at what's there. Uh, and then as you go towards the bottom, then you come to the old town, um, which is a, lot, a combination of the old time Spanish um, houses, buildings, Mixed squares. with uh, squares, mixed with modern architecture. Uh, and if you can, if you do take a walk through the old town, uh, you'll see what authentic Spain's really like. Mm. With some of the traditional Spanish bars, uh, the traditional Spanish tapas restaurants, uh, and little bakeries, etc. Uh, and um, the old towns, it is a town. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of Spanish people live there. Very friendly, very welcoming. Um, very easy to understand and we'll help you with any, anything you would like to well. Um, and, and we really love to walk around the old town mm. and just to see what's there in Coraleco. Culture, I think there's quite a lot of culture down there in Coraleco. Yeah, there's a main square which is there, called yeah. Music Square uh, and often there's performers on there playing all kinds of music including modern music, traditional Spanish Canary music uh, it's really worth a, a day out and just be there in itself to take out in the atmosphere and the ambience. We then walk, like to walk to the harbour. Uh, it's a beautiful harbour. Uh, lots of pretty little boats, lots of uh, expensive boats as well. Yeah. Uh, lots of places doing day trips. Uh, little booths selling day trips to Los Lobos. Uh, other islands, um, the, obviously the ferries to Lanzarote are there, uh, the three ferry companies which are owing. A three? Uh, That's a test for you. Naviera Armas, Fred Olsen and the Lanzarote Express one. Well done. Is that uh, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, Romario Lanzarote Express, isn't it? Mm. Uh, which we've caught previously. Um, we got the boat trip from... Coraleco to Lanzarote and Enadain, Lanzarote and Playa Blanca. Again, a fantastic resort, and again, we'll talk about that some other time. But if you've got time on your hands, well worth doing. And it's quite reasonable the cost to go across. Um, but my preference was a little boat rather than the big ones because you get a much more better experience no, on the it boat. It was not a better experience. Yeah, it is really cheap. Why weren't it a better experience? Because it was really rough. Because you were sick. I won't say it. A lot of people say Yeah. The day that we went, the sea was really rough. And it was a little boat. And it never stopped rocking and rocking and rocking. Mm. And suddenly quite a few people got quite ill. But what you do see, flying fish. You do. There is it's flying well fish. Well, you see the flying fish. There is. Six euros per passenger on the armor. Excellent. What time of day is that? Four o'clock. So you don't what see you? the flying fish. It's really good. 
so well worth the trip. Another uh, Avalmos Fertiventura recommendation. The other day trip from Coral Echo to Blair Blanca in Lanzarote and back. If you walk around the harbour, again, there's a lot of bars and restaurants around the harbour. The bus that does actually pull up at the harbour, that's the final stop. So if you want the return trip, we generally get the return trip from the harbour uh, back to Coletta, uh, because that's where the final stop is, that way you can get on the bus. But you can walk from the bus station, take a really nice stroll along the front, because uh, it goes all the way around the front. Um, uh, quite a lot of Spanish restaurants, mm. well, fish, Spanish fish restaurants, uh, doing all kinds of different fish. Yeah, it's uh, always caught fresh. Caught fresh fish and tapas. Again, tapas restaurants, always well populated, always a lot of people mm. in there. Uh, and the, the, the harbour front itself and the, the walk round the, the promenade is always busy. Uh, every time we've been, it's been really busy. Uh, and then you get to, get to a small beach, don't you? That beach is always busy. Mm. And it's generally busy with people doing sand sculptures. Because mm. yeah, there's always really good sand sculptures on there. I don't know how they do them, uh, and I keep them in place, but they do. And there's a little jetty where people are always jumping in the sea. Mm. It's a fantastic place to jump in the sea. You've never done it, but uh, it was a really good thing to do, to jump in the sea from the jetty. Uh, and then we generally take a nice stroll around the, around the front, um, to, the, to the bars and restaurants on the front. Uh, and I must just say, uh, we can spend all day just sat in the bars, on the front, people watching and looking out. Uh, you'll not find a better view anywhere and sat in there, one of them bars. And when we put this podcast episode out, we will put some pictures of uh, what it's like to sit in the bars and look out uh, onto the front. Uh, even just walk from bar to bar, having a, maybe one drink in each, and just people watching. You can spend all day, especially in the sunshine, uh, because the view out to the harbour, out to Los Lobos, uh, out to the sand dunes with the clear blue waters is unbeatable. It's fantastic. Uh, and quite a lot of people just like us do it just for that reason uh, and there's quite a lot of popular um, restaurants and bars on the front uh, the one we, we go in uh, is a gastro pub called Reef Reef Club uh, and we go in there one because the view uh, the drinks are nice and you'll get the best club sandwich on the island of Fertuventura uh, it's unpassable and unbeatable. Uh, I've had a lot of burgers and club sandwiches on the island, but that without doubt is the best. Uh, it's the best bar, the best view, uh, and the best club sandwich. So that's why we always go in there. Uh, but there's some popular bars on there, like Talk of the Town, uh, Waikiki Beach, uh, which I believe is just under refurbishment at the minute. Uh, and they, they all have a lot of people in them. Mm. Uh, they all have people... Um, queuing to get in uh, and we don't do as much but you can sit there and let your kids go on the beach and, and watch you in the sea and it's as safe as houses to do that uh, and quite a lot of people do that and let their kids just watch them from the bars and let them go in the sands because it's a really nice beach one of the most popular beaches on the island is the top one in Coral Echo because it's always busy and it's the water's so clear because it's over rocks as well. Yeah. The water's so clear, so it's always really busy. Like we said, loads of activities to do. You can hire boats, you can hire pedalos, you can go out on jet skis, 
water things, you know, like the jet ski thing. Where you, not jet ski, jet pack thing. Jet pack. Where you stand on it and the water shoots you up. You can do it in Kloetan, you can do it up there as well. And paddle boarding seems very popular as well. There's a lot of people paddle boarding. And you can also book a trip out to... Los Lobos. Los Lobos, which we haven't been yet, but I think we will definitely one day go to the island of Los Lobos, which is the little island you can see just out to the right. And on a good day, you can actually see Lanzarote. Yeah, you can actually see Lanzarote. In Gundry. There's quite a lot of hotels uh, on the front as well. Um, we've actually stayed in Coraleco um, because of... We do have a place in Coletta, but um, every time we've been past the hotels, there's also been a lot of people in, also been, been um, good numbers staying in hotels, and uh, we have been told that some really good quality hotels in, in Coraleco, and that's why it's probably rightly so uh, the number one resort on the island, the beach resort on the island, because a lot of people go to Coraleco and actually love it and go back year after year after year. Uh, and then we generally walk back up, um, back up the main street, uh, and um, go back in, in in the shops and restaurants. Um, we generally generally end up in a pub called the Galleon, mm. which is right at the top of the main street. Uh, I don't think it's currently open, but uh, again, that's a really good uh, English type sports bar with uh, a decent pint of well, all, all kinds of drink. Uh, but uh, we get a decent drink of a uh, pint of tropical uh, and then um, maybe a snack because you do get burgers and uh, various English food before we get the bus back to Kletter. Um, we've not really been to the back of the resort. We know there's quite a lot of shopping centres at the back of the resort uh, and people tell us that, that that's really popular as well. Um, but we've, we've not been down there. Uh, but... On the, on the driving, you can see how popular it is uh, and how much people people do rate um, staying in Coraleco. Uh, generally, we, we stay a full day, then we get the bus back. Um, generally, get the bus back around six, seven o'clock. Um, tired, yeah. worn out. Yeah. I generally fall asleep on the bus back to Puerto uh, Rosario. Takes about 40 minutes. Uh, and then probably a 10-15 minute wait in the um, bus station before going back to Coletta. Of course. Uh, we do sometimes stop off in Porto de Rosario for a quick look round. Um, we have talked about it in previous episodes. Um, quite a lot to see in Porto de Rosario. Um, be in a full episode. Uh, we'll, we'll probably do a full episode on, on Porto de Rosario uh, coming up. Um, and that that's Coraleco in a nutshell. Mm. Um, we've seen on the forums actually quite a lot of forums people talk about um, Coletta or Coraleco, which is your favourite, which is better. Uh, what what what's your opinion, Owen? You... Um, I don't know because I think like I get why people go to Coraleco and I get why people come to Coletta. I won't call them opposites, but I would call them different. I call Coraleco more beachy, seaside, which when, as our family, we're not into that. You know, we won't go sit at the beach just because we don't enjoy the sea. We don't really do stuff like that. So I think if you're more beachy people, 
you'd go to Coreco, whereas if you're more staying in, going around the town, I think Coretta's right. Uh, I think Coretta's probably more of a family resort. Uh, it's probably s- because it's smaller uh, and, and the number of bars and restaurants is less. Uh, lots of families chose to go to Coretta. And I think Coretta's more man-made. It's a man-made resort mm. with big hotels uh, and um, caters for the tourists where Coraleco you get a mixture of uh, touristy areas um, and the old town, which is very, very typical Spanish and quite a lot of Spanish live there. So it depends what you want. Coraleco is a lot bigger. Uh, what we would probably call a modern resort, i.e. Uh, where you get in other areas of um, Mediterranean. Uh, and if you want more of the bars and nightlife that stay open till way, way, way into the morning, uh, Coraleco is the place to be. Uh, plus you do get more choice. Uh, but for us, um, I, I, I won't say Coraleco is better because it's not. It's different mm. and it's where we've chose to settle. Uh, and we do enjoy coming back to Coletta after being in Coraleco. But we always make time to go and see Coraleco every time we view, visit the island. Mm. Uh, because it's such a fantastic place to visit uh, and spend time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, so, just a note on the... I want to make personal make a note on this. If you are in... There's a lot of Facebook groups about Fuerza Ventura and the areas. And I think if you're on these groups, especially during these times, it's a place to share your own personal experiences and thoughts, but not disrespect others. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think next episode we'll talk about the current situation in, in Fuerteventura uh, and what's going on uh, and the way it is and 12 people out with, who are intending to come in the near future with, with the current situation. Because uh, we have been recently, we know what it's like. And despite what uh, the government are trying to do in the UK, putting people off, going abroad, we certainly think people should. Uh, the bars and restaurants need the visitors, um, otherwise they'll not survive. Uh, and it's still a fantastic place to visit and very, very safe. Mm-hmm. So I think that wraps it up for this episode about our day trip on Coraleco. Yeah, shorter episode than normal. Uh, we will do a, another episode in the near future talking about the constant state of Fuerteventura and what it's like to visit at the present time, including flights in and out. Uh, so hopefully you'll enjoy, you've enjoyed this one. Uh, we'll put another one up very, very shortly in the near future. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed what you've heard. Like and share our Facebook page at Habuamos First Ventura. Yeah, and we'll, we'll keep putting posts up and we'll keep putting pictures up. Um, so uh, one final thing to say. Adios. Adios. Gracias. Thank you. Uh, Speak to you soon.